year, I spent more money on spilt liquor and buyers from one side of this world to the other than you made. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. You're talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond ring-wearing, kiss-stealing, With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Sprague. Wheeling-dealing, limousine-like, jet-flying, son of a gun. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. The Fan. Woo! Let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fan. 99.5 HD2. The Odyssey app. Hope everybody had a great Super Bowl weekend. I hope you won all of your bets. Cashed all your tickets. Ate all your food. Have an upset stomach today because we all ate like pigs. That's the way the day after the Super Bowl should be. I had a delightful little Sunday. It's a beautiful uh, weather weekend. Gorgeous weather I was a little bummed that the NBA just cowers down and accepts their lot in life of being irrelevant. <laughs> hey, you got the waste management all Sunday morning. Yeah, I well, kind of. Yeah. You got to go to the Golf Channel for the first, like, well, two hours of the final round, and then CBS <laughs> gives you two hours, and then it's over. It's just an odd way to handle your final round. Well, at- on top of that, too, you know what else they did when the final groups got to 16? One of the best settings in all of golf. They did a commercial break after the 15th hole. Yes, they did. Came back to Scotty Scheffler, basically mid-backswing, hitting his tee shot on 16. Showed them play 16 and then went directly to commercial again. And then almost missed Scheffler's second shot, which was in the rough, (laughs) and he was getting a rules official. I just... What are we doing here? Golf, you want to be liked. We want to like you. We want you in our (laughs) lives. And golf is like, no, no, we're still hodgepodge. Nose in the air. Too stuffy for everybody. Like, no, golf, you can be cool. More tournaments need to be played like that. It's an embarrassment to the sport that they don't evolve that way. And it is now number one on my power ranking of sporting event I want to go to. It's hard to disagree with that. It would be quite the spectacle, especially on a Super Bowl weekend. Max Homa sent out a funny tweet this morning, basically like, oh, God, I'm heading to the Phoenix airport. Pray for me. (laughs) All the the Chiefs fans celebrating their win, all the Eagles fans depressed, everybody flying out of Phoenix today. So, I mean, at least he had that kind of leading up to it. It's usually a pretty good kind. I think that tournament ended right around like 250-ish, 245-ish. And enough time to flip over. You see all the pregame hoopla and DeMar Hamlin's down on the field. So kind of one led right to another for in my household. With There's other angles from the game that I want to talk about, all, including I love how that stadium gives us classics, but we shouldn't ever play a Super Bowl in that stadium again. What is up with the ground? What is happening? I don't know. But before we do that, let's get to the performances and the commercials, the part of the non-football fan who watched the game that they that they love, the reason they watch the game, so we can all get quiet during the commercials and talk during the game and watch the halftime show. I saw tweets in the first quarter like, ooh, yay, we're almost to Rihanna's performance. Like, okay, there's a... Kind of big game going on, but I understand that's how some people feel. So how do we grade the national anthem from Chris Stapleton? How do we grade Rihanna's halftime show? And how do we feel about the commercial block from 2023? I'm going to say something a little controversial. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I thought Stapleton was not not better, but almost Whitney Houston-esque. I mean, you know I was in love. Stapleton was great. Thank you. I didn't know a white guy had that much soul. So this is why you guys need to listen. Country music sucks. I don't like any country music. And you're like, oh, hey, he's a pretty talented artist, huh? I'm glad you have one in that group. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the one. There's more than one, and you should listen to Chris Stapleton. He is an incredible musician. He has a brilliant voice. I felt like Nick Sirianni, except the cameras weren't on me crying. 
That was a great shot, was it not? Just remarkable. I know you and I had the same opinion of like we were both heavy Kansas City betters. Like, damn it, yeah, Sirianni's such a cool dude. Did you the note that they gave prior to kickoff? He plays Whitney Houston's national anthem in the locker room. I think to himself in his headphones. Sirianni does before every game. I think it was Andrews or Rinaldi had that, and he just balls like a baby. Yeah, he plays the anthem into his headphones, balls like a baby yeah. in the locker room, and then he takes. Yeah, the Rinaldi field. was on the Eagles. I think it was Rinaldi that had it, and then they yeah. showed him. Doing during the anthem, and he's just just tears streaming down his face. He, he looked like No Sean Moreno. Remember the famous <laughs> yeah. GIF, No Sean Moreno, just like blinking his eyes, and massive tears are leaking from it. I don't know how you didn't get goosebumps watching that performance. It was, it was lights out, man. It was amazing. It was really well done by him. I timed it, and I know that the timing is a controversial move, like when you start it, when you stop it. I hit start right when his mouth moved, and I hit stop right when he was done carrying that final note. And I had it exactly at two minutes, 0.6 tenths of a second. The over-under was a minute 59. He hit it, stretching out that final note. (laughs) I told you that on Friday. He's a stretch. He's going to stretch a little bit. He's going to stretch. He wants to show off the vocals, wants to show off the range. You're going to get a little bit of a stretch. That was incredible. Uh, And then Rihanna comes out at halftime pregnant. So there you go. We had a pregnant. It has to have been the first pregnant halftime show in Super Bowl history. The first reveal. I would imagine. She had a line last week doing interviews saying there will be a special guest. There was no special guest. And then everybody thought, oh, I I guess it's her baby. Well, her son, she just had a son four months ago. So she's doing the whole. Yeah, back in. No, it was May. Oh, okay. Whatever it was, but we a researched during because we were trying to figure out that was the big. It's like so the the kids are going to be like a, a grade apart, so they'll grow up really yeah. close in age. So be she was trying to do the apart. thing. That is a quick snapback. Uh, my wife and her sister are exactly a year apart. Really, the same birthday. How? What? Yeah. How wild is that? Oof. And the mom's birthday, my mother-in-law's birthday, is the day after their birthday. <laughs> okay, that's wild. That was literally like, hey, there's three months until you can make sweet love, and my in-laws were like. Three months yes. of it right now. We're making sweet love. It's Here all, we go. That's all we need. Um, but no, I, I thought her performance was really good. I did. I thought that was a great performance. Everybody uh-huh. was fiending for the new music. I like that she played the hits. She's Rihanna. Flash note, if she releases an album on Apple Music, her playing the Super Bowl or not playing the Super Bowl with it will not change anything. No, it'll still break the internet. It'll still break the internet. Everybody will go listen. She was fantastic, especially pregnant. Well done by her. Really cool stage setup. Yeah, the stage was fantastic. Artistic, cool. I guess Squid Game like outfits. Like it was a, it was, it was a good show. I thought that was a really good show by her. I love that we get to the end of every halftime show now, and it, 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 it'd be great to timestamp and just take screen grabs. Every halftime show is the greatest halftime show of all time. Because I, I think we did that last year too. You had Dre and Eminem and Snoop yeah. in L.A. It's like that, nothing's ever gonna beat this. I thought it Rihanna. was a great performance. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It'll be whoever it is next year will be uh, the same thing. I don't know that it's the greatest Super Bowl halftime show. No, it was who's not. your favorite? I was trying to wrap um, my brain around that. I thought well, I thought the one last year will be more memorable than this one. Okay, I think this will be memorable for the stage setup. She was great. She performed the hits. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what I'll remember. Like, what sticks in my mind, I don't know that it gets to Prince. Um, for me, the best one ever, and it was just because more of the circumstances, was U2 yeah, post after 9-11. Yeah, yeah. that's that, Nothing will ever top that for me, given what the circumstances were and what they were out there doing. Yeah, you got to play the hits. Anytime you go see an artist, the new stuff's fine. That's yeah. cool. You play the hits. We but it was better than Katy Perry. 
It was yeah. it was right there with Gaga. Oh, you thought it was better than Katy Perry with the left yeah. shark, left shark yeah. dancing all weird. <laughs> Who was yeah. the uh, the guy with the mirrors that got lost weekend. in the mirrors the weekend? That one wasn't. I don't think people were like, "That's the greatest." I think more Maybe people were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, did people, you do people coke were more before you did this. Confused about what, what are we doing? Because it's a song about cocaine. How yeah. do you perform that? Yeah. Can't feel my face. You just line them up and be like, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Somebody texted in, I'm only 36, but I'm already turning into the old man. I can't believe my seven-year-old daughter's had to see her grab you-know-what and then lick her fingers. Dude, she did a finger... Yeah. Well, check. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Easy. I gotta be Easy. But yeah, we all were like, whoa! Any oil on that stick? Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Break. Yeah, that was a little weird. She also grabbed the ass cheek too. I'm not breaking yet, Swag. I got three minutes left in this commercial. I, well, okay. So to that, to that, Dad, I understand it. Uh-huh. I do. I, sometimes you just Michael Jackson was crotch grabbing and moonwalking. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to be like, it's it's art. It's just an art. Now, well, is there a deeper meaning well. to it? There's a little bit of a meaning to that. She's got some good good. You know what I mean? She's got some really good good good. And I was jealous of that finger. <laughs> We did have somebody tweet us uh, during the halftime show saying they're just em- envisioning swag after his moans on queso on Friday and what what's going on at his halftime Super Bowl party was taking place over there. Uh, it w- look, it was a good show. I was show. a little disappointed I didn't get love on the brain at some point, but oh. um, I didn't know hard. you were such a big Rihanna fan. Not a huge Rihanna fan, but she's good. Music, I've never even heard of that song. Music is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty good. I did the top seven songs in Vegas, according mm-hmm. to the odds of what's her first song to perform. And I forget the name of the song she performed. It wasn't even on the top seven. Her first two songs weren't even included on yeah. the set list of things you could gamble. So, like, she really, she she started differently. She started in a different approach. And, yeah, I, I think it, it's not all-time greatest. I'm with you on that. I think last year's yeah, going to be a little more Yeah, I think her performance memorable. was outstanding, but it's, I don't know how memorable it's going to be. Five years from now, I'll probably kind of slip into the given background. Given some of like, the other. We'll be oh, pregnant, yeah, Rihanna. Right. We're going to yeah. remember it because she was pregnant. Right. And that's, I think, a way that we're going to have. And, you know, good for her and her family. Like, maybe that was kind of her M.O. I'm performing. My second kid will be born. He or she will get to see that at some point. You were on the stage at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you were my special guest. That's pretty badass. Uh, Somebody said when we finally get the Imagine Dragons halftime, it'll be the best show ever. I agree with that completely. Didn't they perform one of the years? Lightning and the thunder, thunder. I think they've performed. Have they? They did a halftime show? I think they were. I I can't remember. Can we get Nickelback out there? Remember this moment? <laughs> I mean, come on. What about Creed? Are they still around? Is that a thing? <laughs> like the cowboy Well, we got enough of the Creed and the commercials <laughs> with the he gets us Jesus yeah. stuff. That yeah. was where Creed was. <laughs> Boy, Jesus has a lot of money, man. $40 million yeah, to does. air Be Religious. Jesus is doing good for himself. Well, I remember when Jesus one time, he went into old Jerusalem, and uh-huh. he was a heavy swinging on his donkey, and he came yeah. and he said, Thou shall eat. I've got 40 million shekels I'm going to spend on dinner. Didn't Jesus look down on wealth? I'm not super up on the Bible, but wasn't that a thing? And maybe spending $40 million in commercials? No. I mean, look, I it was interesting. <laughs> the commercials themselves, we could talk about that. Have Super Bowl commercials, are, have they run their course? Can they no longer be amazing? It's it's hard to be. There were, there were... I wrote down my list. You guys have a list of ones that you liked? I, there were two. I have one. There were two that I, I thought that were I really, really good. I had one. And the rest of them were really? whatever. Okay. Oh, uh, no, no. I did have two. Okay. I there had were a couple. two. There yeah. were two for me. Well, let's get to those on the other side. Okay. Uh, you can text your favorite commercials into 
six three two six. That is the new fan text line. I am wrong. They they have not performed. Okay, but I thought I saw them come out and do one of those. Songs. I thought they did one of those uh, college football championship maybe that's show it, concert things. Yeah, or maybe something. that's what I'm thinking about. Is them? I remember them doing one of their big hits, and I'm like, we got Imagine Dragons on stage right now. Somebody texted in, hey, if avocados get a commercial, so does Jesus. Damn it! If we're gonna sell avocados, we might as well sell Jesus while we're at it. <laughs> That was kind of a culty commercial itself, wasn't it? The avocado one. It was like hey. Adam and Eve. <laughs> but I, that was the second one I liked. That was one of the ones you yeah. liked? Yeah. And then there was one commercial. Hold on, hold on, hold it, hold it, hold it. We're against it, Swag. Okay, hold on, we're against it. We'll get to it. Noodle on it, noodle on it during the break. Okay. Uh, commercial talk. Also, uh, an experience that I had on that field that has clearly not changed all these years later. We'll get into that because, again, it was a controversy. That's next on The Fan. Those woos that you're hearing here in the final hour was me. Cashing that Chiefs ticket yesterday. Oh, I was so. I think I was going against a couple people at my party, but I, I was loud and proud last night. Down uh, down 10 and a half. Mahomes looked like he couldn't walk. Looked like he was going to cry on the sideline. I wasn't necessarily feeling great, although there's a certain level of, hey, it's Mahomes. He'll find, he'll find a way to do this. Uh, and he did, and I, I, I wooed cashing that back because uh, we played some large wagers on the Chiefs, and it's nice that they helped us out there. Let's get to the commercials. I had a very bad gambling postseason. It was nice yes. to end on a good note. Yes, it was. I had a great year overall, and I did not want to end the Super Bowl losing that amount of money. Also, under. Horrible bet. Horrible bet. I felt stupid. <laughs> like, I felt two, dumb. Yeah. Two drives into that game, I'm like, nope, that's not going to hit. 7-7 seven, seven with, you know, like, fart through the wind. No <laughs> resistance on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball early in the game. Okay. Uh, we have commercials. Let's get to all, a couple of notes here. We got an Indiana Jones trailer. Uh, well, yeah, we've already so, seen that, though. Okay, I hadn't seen that yet, so I wasn't sure if that was out there. Okay, I saw that leaked on Twitter a few months back. Just, just I, I jotted down some observations. It was nice yeah. to see the E-Trade Babies back. That didn't really stand out that much, but I like the E-Trade Babies. Oh, I... So my reaction was not that. My reaction was, <laughs> you guys haven't come up with anything new since you did the E-Trade Babies? See, I think they... Ha I feel like we haven't seen the E-Trade Babies in a while. Am I mistaken there? But why are you going back to yeah, it? you gotta play the hits, baby. That's what you do. That's what the hits. That's the people demands. Uh, there was a dog commercial that made me cry. The dog commercial getting old and then young again. The oh, dog for food. the dog box uh, or whatever on. it is. Come and on, the baby. A, and Yeah, yeah dude, I thought about my dog. And yeah, it's I just... To put her down. I'm looking at my dog. I'm crying during the game. Yeah. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, that, that was a good one, but I don't know if I want to cry. Cry, but, okay. Yeah. Uh, noteworthy uh, commercials. I see Breaking Bad was a noteworthy one for yes. a lot of folks. Yep. That's a good commercial. My only problem is I act. I somebody leaked it and I saw it. So I when did I too. saw it live, it didn't feel the same as when I saw it on the the play. Great going to see in. Tuco back, huh? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen him in Speaking a while. Of, woo! Tight, 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 tight. <laughs> that was a great commercial. Uh, but I'm with you. I saw it earlier. Uh, one of the one I, I thought the Will Ferrell acting out shows GM one was kind of funny. He's in he was in like uh, Stranger Things and he was in The Walking Dead. It didn't move my needle. Much. These are ones that just they, they, I liked the Thank You Canada one. That one was Grohl. underratedly good. That I liked that good. one, the Dave Grohl one. Yeah, yeah all, the, all the great Canadian inventions. Like, hey, thank you, Canada. Well, everybody turned around and we went, hmm, Naismith. He went to Kansas. Is he like half Canadian? Is he a quarter no, Canadian? No, he was born in Canada. See? Well, but did he grow up oh. in Canada and go, I'm going to go to the University I of mean, Kansas? I mean, he's a Canadian. He's a Canadian. He's a Canadian. Yeah. 
You got to give credit. I feel like you got to live in Canada. I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. All right. uh, the other ones that stood out, we did have somebody text in earlier say that they, they got got, and so did your party. Now, I thankfully was watching close enough. It did not throw me off. There was the Tubi ad yeah. that then showed, it made it feel like your TV was getting, the channel was getting changed. The fire right. stick. The fire stick was yeah. changing. And I, I, yeah, no, I think a lot that. of people were not paying close attention. Yeah, the giant. They were like, what the hell's the happening? The giant rabbits was a little odd. See, that was the other holes. Tubi, and that was one of my two favorite commercials. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, the one that was actually the favorite with my group was the uh, electric ram. Yeah, premature. That electric was the commercial of the day. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was the one. That was the winner. Oh, had yeah. had to have been the winner. That's the winner. It was original writing. It start, was stop the start, amount. Stop. Start, yeah. stop. <laughs> you know, I, I tried. I've been really working hard. a lot lately. Okay, <laughs> what do you want from me here? I, I that I'm was a funny out. line. That, that was a great line. That dude. was a funny line. I've been working a lot lately to kill your electric battery, but we're really hinting at the sex life. I also love the cutaway when they're on the the like the little deck and he's fishing, and the yeah. the, the lines only <laughs> like a foot long, and he's <laughs> he can't properly cast. That was the commercial of the night. Undoubtedly, that was the great one. I did see, I did the two B one where the ra- the rabbits were stealing people and throwing them down holes because for the first like ninety percent of it, you're like, what is this? Yeah, I we thought it was like a commercial for Easter of candy or something. Like, uh, uh, yeah, what are we doing? And then you're like, oh, okay, rabbit holes. You can go down there for rabbit holes. Like, ah, that was kind of a funny play. It was at least unique. I will I will applaud unique. As of to your point on the E Trade babies, it's like you're just doing the same thing again. I, I was, you know, I'm, one I was most disappointed with, and I felt like it was going to happen because we'd already gotten a commercial. Jeff Ross with the Mr. Peanut thing, Mr. Peanut roast, like an all time roasting comedian who's had incredibly funny moments exactly. happen. But what can you do in a super? You, it has to be so. You but have if to you're going to hire him, you got to come up with an idea. Yeah. That that thing fell on its face. I I'm hope he like, got what? paid boatloads for that. <laughs> I'm sure he did to be in a Super Bowl commercial. Were you guys surprised we didn't get uh, Paul Giamatti slammed down our throats as some other old-timey guy pretending to be something with bad cell service? <laughs> no, I don't even remember many Verizon ads. I thought they'd be all over it, but... Well, who was it big... had the who had the Bradley Cooper one? Was that T Mobile? That was mom. pretty good with his mom. That wasn't bad. Uh, that was interesting because I was like, I kind of like the mom thing. And I had my brother, one of my brother in laws, just like that sucked. And I was like quietly like, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Definitely didn't too. like that. Uh, <laughs> that one at all. She gives him a dig at the end about not being O for an Oscar Best Actor categories. Yeah, because yeah, she critiques nine his times. Yeah. Yeah, you nominated. Well, you haven't won one. Like, that was kind of won. that was pretty good. I like I like the play there. I, the commercials were fine. I actually liked the Aflac Dunkin' Donuts one. I know that was fake, but the pretending he's there and people pull him like, oh yeah. Oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> J-Lo With the extra up. strong Boston accent. And I think anytime you get J-Lo, even for five seconds, it's a great commercial. Yeah. So like, yeah. I was, I was, I wish I could have seen her butt cheek. We didn't get Rihanna's butt cheek because we got J-Lo butt cheek. Would have made happen. that the best commercial um, if we got some J-Lo butt cheeks out of it. I also just kind of had a point where we need more premature electrification type commercials. Solid writing, solid kind of build into what the product is. It made me interested in the yeah. Ram electric truck. Yeah. And we just didn't, we haven't had that. And so, like, I'm wondering, is it pointless to to spend money on Super Bowl commercials? Like, what did you think of Stellar Steve Martin? Because their tease commercial for their commercials was better than their actual commercial. Yeah. The whole, is it acting, is it not acting, that you got to try for yourself Pepsi thing. Their teaser thing going into the weekend was them basically complimenting each other but acting so they don't mean it. Yeah. 
and then like talking. I thought about the Ben Stiller Pepsi. one was better than the Steve Martin one. Yeah, he but overall, like I didn't interview. think they were great. No, they weren't. They yeah, were. I think this is the way it's going to be going forward. That there's going to be a small number that stand out. Like you get a new inventive idea about talking, you know, about premature male yeah. problems or not fully erect male problems and tying that to charging and running out of charge like that was that was hilarious that was great i will remember that commercial it made me laugh out loud and some of the lines that happened throughout it there's a couple other ones but i think this is the way it is now most years it's like okay most of them are just kind of blending into the background m&ms by the way totally did all that stuff on purpose oh yeah all the controversy around the are the m&ms sexy or not like mm, kind of and a then have commercial the, that was like I'm gonna be, now we're calling them mayas like that was yeah. all built up for a super bowl ad yeah. so i i think most of them you kind of just whatever you just move on and, and you forget about them and there's a couple that stand out every year uh one other thing i didn't want to get to unless you guys have anything else on the commercials i don't um, think so no, no i pretty much emptied that bag out yeah i think we emptied the bag of the ones we liked and the ones that didn't work very well somebody said uh <laughs> somebody i screamed at my children thinking they sat on the tv remote when the 2b commercial happened multiple people texted in saying ads like that should be illegal well you remember the they had one with the crypto they did something like that with crypto uh, maybe it was last year, the uh -huh. year before. They had some. They've done this kind of thing before. I didn't fall for it because I knew what the. I weirdly knew what Olsen and Burkhart were wearing, and I knew those outfits weren't their suits. Yeah. And my brother-in-law, who was hammered, shows up hammered from his <laughs> golf round. He's like on the couch, half asleep, and he's watching. He's like, "What? What's going?" And I was like, "I don't even have a fire stick on this TV. Yeah, this is. I have Comcast. Who changed the channel? What's happening here?" <laughs> I don't even have it. I'm on Comcast. I, why, why are we freaking out? I I was I've been to that stadium a couple times. I've been to a, 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 everything is pain. I, I saw my team lose a Final Four game in that stadium, and I saw my team lose a national championship in that stadium. You should never go to that stadium again. Never will go to that stadium again. I'm definitely not going to drive to that stadium again because that was a horrible idea. But I remember being there in 2010 at the national title game in Oregon loss in heartbreaking fashion and being down on the field at the end of the game. The, one of the main observations I had in the aftermath of that game was walking around on the field and it legitimately looking like a driving range. The amount of just flat out like turf divots that were taken out, taken out of the field. You know how you walk down a grass driving range and just nothing but divots all over the place? That's what the field looked like. And I, at least for a time, I took a clump of grass and I had it and I kept it in my in my house in college. Like I took it, brought it home. It lasted like seven, eight years before it finally crumbled into dust and died. But I just grabbed it and put it in my pocket. I'm like, oh, I got a piece of the field. This is kind of cool. But it stood out to me like this is, how is a field this bad a shape? And it's your biggest game in your sport. And here we were where the NFL bragged repeatedly about how they grew special grass just for this game. They've been manicuring that field for months, and it was horrendous. Nobody had footing. You had kickers slipping. You had running backs wide, receivers slipping. The field was in horrendous shape, and the NFL should be embarrassed for themselves. Yeah, that was a bad look. Um, I know they talked about it a little bit, and they showed the highlights of everybody slipping and sliding around. And I, I think we had said this at our party Basically, like imagine it's a 45-yard field goal for the win, which it could have been had there been no holding call. Could have been. And Butker wasn't even good, but imagine a 45-yard game-winning field goal and the guy, like, slipped. What do you do? I, that would have been the worst possible case scenario for the NFL. For all the flag talk and the holding call, I feel like that one would have been even more egregious for the league to have to deal with. You either figure that out, because that field and that stadium, they are notorious for bad field condition. You either figure that out or you need to stop playing the Super Bowl in Arizona. I'm sorry. We do not need to be having a Super Bowl. A.J. Brown had to play. 
where he maybe could have gotten a couple more yards and they replayed it and his foot just straight slipped out from under him. Mm-hmm. Like when players can't and they showed how many cleats they had to wear and you mentioned the divots, they had the halftime show and everybody's trampling all over it during halftime. You need to figure that out or you need to stop playing it there. That that That's an embarrassment for your championship game to to have that. I mean, that's like having the NBA Finals and there's like water leaking on the court or your air conditioner cuts off. Oh, they've actually had that happen before in the NBA Finals. But you just you can't have stuff like that happen in your championship game. It needs to be perfect conditions. And I, I, I felt for both teams that they had to deal with Slipping and sliding happening on that field. Well, it's the thing, too. Like, some stadiums have bad reputations, and those reputations aren't changed. Like, I, that Oregon-Auburn National Championship game was in 2010. The field was horrible. That was 13 years ago. Like, that's how Arizona's field's always been. And it was a complaint that people brought up in the two weeks leading up to the game. Like, yo, this field's ass. Is it going to get any better for this game? And clearly the answer was no. The sad part about it, not because I'm with you. I don't want the game to ever be played there until they figure this out. That's the player safety is is paramount and quality of the game is paramount. To your point about domes, I give you a hard time, but I agree with it wholeheartedly when it comes to the Super Bowl. I don't want outside factors deciding this game and somebody slipping at a key moment could have had the chance to decide that game yesterday. Um but the, the sad part about it potentially not being in Arizona again is every time it's in Arizona it's a classic. That's the third time you've had a Super Bowl played in that stadium. The first one was the undefeated New England Patriots against the Giants 17-14, one of the all-time great games. The second one was New England-Seattle. Malcolm Butler pick at the one-yard line. Seahawks fan hasn't gotten over it, but that's an all-time memorable play in the history of the Super Bowl. And then I know yesterday ended with a dud because of the penalty call. That was a classic game, man. 35-35 in the fourth quarter. The Eagles get a two-point conversion. Two minutes. Like, that was an all-time great game. So, three for three in that stadium. It just sucks that the turf is terrible. And it just it, it ruins the viewing and the, I think, enjoyment at times of the game when you're seeing guys just slipping all over the place like a skating rink gotten kind of lucky because we had the mahomes tampa blowout we've had back-to-back good super bowls cincinnati rams was a really good super bowl that was tight and it came down to that fourth down and if burrow has a split second he might hit chase for a game-winning touchdown but donald tracks him down and this year i know again it kind of is a bummer when it ends on a penalty and you do some kneel downs and kick a chip uh you know a chip shot field goal but that was that was a great football game. Yeah, it really was. Let's get back into it a little bit more. Some lingering thoughts. It's a full, obviously, Super Bowl recap for us here on a Monday. Uh, there are other things going on in the sports world. We'll get to them tomorrow. Some more thoughts on the game. We've got a poll question, right call, wrong call, on that third down holding call on the Eagles defense that set up Kansas City with a chance to win the game on that last second field goal. We'll dive back into the game coming up next. All right, we're just jumping in your car this morning. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Hope you enjoyed Super Bowl weekend. We got a new text line. We found out about a half hour into the show. 503-864-6326. That's a new fan text line. That's how you can reach out to us. The old one is done and gone. Delete it from your phone. Um, let's get back into a couple thoughts from the game because it was it was an all-time game. I think we can, you know, we opened the show. If you missed it, you can go back and listen on the podcast. We did a segment on the hold, no hold call. Should have been called. Did you like the call? Is, was it the right or wrong call? We got a poll question on that. We'll, we'll answer it here coming up in the final segment. I think no matter how you felt about it, and I tend to have been the the opinion like, I mean, it was a penalty. I, I, I didn't lose any sleep over it. Now, I will grant you, I'm coming at that a hair bias because that call won me some money. I gambled on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to win the game. So I'm, I'm undoubtedly biased in that opinion. Um, I, I, I think we can all agree that the game ended in a thud. The, the, the ending sucked. 
And whether you were a Kansas City Chiefs fans or not, it just was weird. Like seeing a, seeing that call, it's like, oh, okay, and then knees, and then you kick a field goal. And we, we were robbed of a chance for an all-time ending, I think, because of the penalty call that was called in that situation. Again, I agree with it. But mm-hmm. that was I, – I don't want to allow it to distract from how good of a game it was and how back and forth it was and the emotional swings and the momentum swings of feeling like – I don't know about how you guys were feeling watching at home. Like when Kansas City scored that easily on their opening drive and then forced a punt immediately on Philly's second drive, they got the ball back. I started to get the feel – I was feeling great. Like, oh, my God. Then they get all the way down there and they don't go for it on fourth and three with the greatest quarterback of this generation – and they miss a field goal, don't get off the upright. And you're like, are you kidding me? Then all of a sudden you turn around and Philadelphia's up by 10. You're like, oh, my God, Mahomes is hurt. Philadelphia's going to make a bowl out in the second half. This might end poorly for them. Kansas City scores right away on their opening drive. Like, that was a terrific game. And I know a lot of attention is going to get paid to the final two minutes and the call. Was it the right call or not? I don't want to let that distract from the fact that I think for the first 98% of it, that's one of the best Super Bowls we've ever got. Uh, yeah, it was a great game. It was exactly what we were hoping and thinking was going to happen. It's two pretty evenly matched teams. I mean, the crazy stat was that they kept showing on the, the broadcast, the records, <laughs> the points scored for the season, like yeah. everything about this team, these two teams, was, was identical. Um, I think for many people like us, you just – when you get to that, you gamble on the better quarterback. And that doesn't always happen. You don't always win the game, but I'll, I'll put my money every time on the better quarterback. I thought Jalen Hurts was exceptional, and he 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 played significantly better than I think a lot of people thought he would. The problem with Philadelphia was they just could not establish a run game outside of Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, none of it mattered. They, they collectively got 50 yards. Jalen Hurts outrushed all of them by himself. And so the rush totals don't look as bad, but I think when you watch it and you see how all these drives unfolded, you realize Kansas City put Philadelphia in really tough spots, especially in the second half, and they're not built that way. Uh, It was nice to see Jalen Hurts get an octopus in this game, so shout out to everybody that got 14-1 odds on that. But look, for for everything about the penalty today, because the national shows are going to scream about it, and you know I'm sure other people are going to give their thoughts, Philadelphia... Kansas City got the ball with 5.15 in the fourth quarter. They got the ball at their own 25. You got to stop. You get the best defense in the NFL. You got it to second and seven. You gave a pass. You got it to third and one at the 47. Couldn't get a stop. Like, Philadelphia and that penalty are what are to be debated. Their defense. We talked all week, all two weeks about their defense. We talked going into the San Francisco game about their defense. The pass rush. Hassan Reddick. Zero sacks got. And they couldn't get off the field when they needed to. Mm-hmm. I, the penalty is what it is. You have nobody to blame but yourself for the way that the second half kind of unfolded and not being able to get a stop. Kansas City scored on every possession in which they had the ball. In the second half, they scored three touchdowns on their first three drives, added a field goal. It would have been a fourth touchdown if not for the situation changing the, the decision there. And I thought Greg Olson did a great job explaining why that was happening. You know, you take the knee there, you run the clock all the way down, you, you kick the field goal. That was the right call. Because if you go in in that moment, there's still about a minute left in that game. Uh, I know Philly at that point, I believe, was out of timeout. So, it's still you're asking a tall task, but you're allowing the door to still remain open. Whereas if you miss a field goal, you just go to overtime. Um, and so I, that was undoubtedly the right call, but they could not be stopped in the second half of that game. And I, to me, I think we just overreact sometimes too much to certain calls, and we would try and boil down a four-and-a-half-hour game to one moment like that's the thing that cost Philadelphia the ball game. To your point, they couldn't get a stop the entire second half. They had a, a last-second drive with a chance to get a stop. They couldn't get a stop. 
And then how about little mistakes that they made throughout the course of the game? Yeah, you know, I we I go back to in the first half. That's a 14-7 game. You're in control. You just got to stop on a on a you know made them kick the field goal. They decided not go for it. It goes off the upright. You got to stop on the drive after that. You got the benefit of a non-PI call yourself. Like you were in complete control of that football game up 14-7. You're in a third and short situation, and Isaac Samalo jumps off sides, turns it into third and six, takes you away from a unstoppable play in that rugby quarterback sneak, which nobody has any answer for. In a third and six, now you're out of shotgun. Jalen Hurts just drops the football. They scoop and score it. Like, maybe that's why you lost the game, because you handed the other team seven points. Ended up being pretty costly at the end. So I never like boiling it down to one officiating decision, one call. There were calls that went for and against both teams throughout the course of the game. We can all agree that the game ended with a thud, and that sucked because it was an exciting, thrilling game, and then to just see a team take a couple of knees and kick a field goal, that was kind of a bummer way to end it. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. it. It was an all-time classic game, and it's a reminder that – no matter how you feel about matchups, no matter how you feel about strengths and weaknesses, you still got to go play the game. And if you would have told me on Friday that Kansas City's defensive line would have the better game and Kansas City's offensive line would have the better game, would have never believed you. I would have said yeah. they won that game because Hurts wasn't quite ready for the moment and Mahomes was too good. And this shows how stupid I am. Hurts was incredible. Mahomes was still Mahomes. He was he was amazing. He in made that the game. plays when he needed to. He just didn't get as many chances because their yeah. defense was on the field the entire first half. The time of possession at halftime, he had like two or three drives in the entire first half. Yeah, Burkhart noted that. He said they had they had gone twenty three minutes without possessing the football because of think, the scoop and score. And at one, yeah, that's right. And I think at one point after that scoop and score, like they had a a note on the broadcast and it showed it was time of possession. It was 21 minutes to 11. It's insane. Like that's why his number, if he would have had two more drives in that game, he throws for what? 220, 230, maybe 240, depending on how those drives go. Maybe another touchdown in there. Like the numbers would have looked better, but he was great for when he needed to be great. And to not to not be stopped a single time in the second half, when you're down by 10 on one leg against a defense like that, that was that was a heroic second half performance that was aided again by an offensive line. Yes, and brilliant play calls from Andy Reid and Bieniemy to design plays to get guys wide open. I, I think it's pretty crystal clear now. Not that it wasn't before, but winning does this kind of thing. Uh, Reid's officially the greatest coach from the Walsh branch, or the Walsh tree. That's not even a debate to me. Uh, where he would be at had Donovan McNabb been a little bit better and been more Patrick Mahomes-esque, I mean, we could be talking about six or seven of these things the way we do with Belichick. But he got a second one. It sounds like he's coming back to try to get a third. And now it's kind of one of those, How can they do this again? And the offensive line, I, you're so right. And today's about play calling and Mahomes and Kelsey and the defense. The offensive line won the game. To me, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. You give the credit to, you give the credit to, but the offensive line, to me, in that locker room, I'd hand them the MVP. You know, they give game footballs in the postgame. You don't do that in championships. But if I did, I'd hand the offensive line that, and I'd say zero sacks allowed. One of the more popular prop bets in Vegas going into the game, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Hassan Reddick picked up a ton of steam and tickets on Super Bowl MVP because people thought, Defensive player could get the MVP in this thing. Strip sack. Strip sack. The way Nick Bolton almost had two touchdowns. Hassan Reddick could strip sack, get three sacks, and if Philly wins, they go defense. It, it That was one of the more popular picks, and he didn't get anything. Nope. They didn't get anything. That, a hell of a performance uh, by the offensive line to prevent that Philly defense from putting the pressure on them and kind of hitting the weak spot to Philadelphia. They're secondary. They were able to kind of expose that a little bit. 
And now in Philadelphia, they're talking on their sports radio shows about how they should fire their defensive coordinator after that game. <laughs> number two defense, number one defense in some categories all year. Now we're firing a DC. I, look, I get it. It's a it's a cold, cold sports city there in Philadelphia. Their fans are reeling a little bit today. The the pain, uh, it's, it doesn't go away for a while. But I don't know if I'd fire a DC and give a lot of credit, man, to Andy Reid and Bieniemy on some of those designs. Like even something as simple as on one of those drives in the second half, maybe even their first drive, they had a situation where they put McKinnon in kind of an upback fullback position and they handed it to him on third and short on a, like a fullback trap. And he went for 30 yards. Philly's defense had no clue what was coming at him. It was a brilliant game uh, game plan from the, from the Kansas City Chiefs. We got a couple of poll questions, one on Mahomes. How many is he going to win? We gave you an over-under. Also, the, the controversial call, right call, wrong call, we'll give you an update on how our listeners feel about that. Some final thoughts as we wrap things up here on a Monday from the post-Super Bowl show on 1080. Hey, welcome back in. New text line, 503-864-6326. New number, who does? Yeah. 503-864-6326. We know that it bounces back saying it does not understand your message. Why? I don't know. But we see it. We understand it. And uh, the new text line is up and running. 503-864-6326. Do you know uh, a couple things have, have come out now? So do you know one thing that I forgot to note after last night? A random stat for you? Mm-hmm. With Kansas City beating Philadelphia, every single team the San Francisco 49ers played lost the following week. That is I told I forgot about that stat. Yeah. Because they brought it up at the end of the regular season. Yes. And that it carried through. It happened every time. And the second thing is we have gotten Chris Haynes, I guess, did a podcast with Mark Stein. This is okay. gonna be a tease for tomorrow a little bit. Okay. I want to get into Cronin a little bit tomorrow because he had his yeah. presser on Friday. Uh and we've gotten some leaks from that podcast. And I guess Chris Haynes on the podcast is reporting that Golden State has informed the league offices. That they not only want the Blazers investigated for the GP2 handling, they feel they had some misdealings and misinformation dealt when they traded C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance to the Pelicans because Larry Nance was also hurt when he got traded to the Pels despite the Blazers listing him for the last two weeks of having a a injury setback and not being able to play. So now the, the Warriors are digging in deeper. To a trade that they weren't involved in. And, yes, because they want evidence to show Portland is dealing the wrong way. And Chris Haynes is saying that Golden State wants Portland punished. They can pound sand, and we can point to them pushing Kevin Durant to rupture his Achilles in the NBA Finals. How about that? I don't know what this stems <laughs> from, what, what happened to piss them off and hate Cronin and the Blazers so, so much. But, wow, it's... Uh, yeah, bring it on, man. Yeah, I'm kind of there, too, like. Screw you guys. Can we investigate them for teammates punching teammates in the face for assault? Should we charge Draymond Green with assault? I mean, physical assault. Physical assault. You you committed that act after the show today to somebody on the street. You'd be arrested in jail, and he just got not suspended at all. Nobody cared. I don't think he even got fined for that. And to Eric Gunderson on Twitter's point, like, can we get Golden State officials league pass? Because for light years ahead of the league, they sure as hell don't follow anything going on during the league from other teams. Yeah, he pointed out Nance was a DNP prior to the trade. They held him out For of For like a, a, a few weeks, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that'll be a new thing that's left over for tomorrow. We also had Lamar Jackson rumors over the weekend. we get to those tomorrow as well. A couple of thoughts that I saw on Twitter uh, that I I thought were spot on. One was from our buddy Nick Costos from You Bet or You Bet. I I thought this painted it perfectly. He said, every year I'm exhausted by the end of football season and I can't wait for it to end. And then it ends and I'm sad. There's nothing like the National Football League. I love it more than anything except for my people. And that was how I felt yesterday. There is like a certain relief of like, oh, all right, football season's done. We can breathe a little bit. And then I'm depressed as hell. Like, that's the last football game till August. 
despite what the USFL is going to try and tell you. And we also had somebody tweeted basically like this is the, the best version of Twitter is basically when it's just like a live chat room to be on while watching television. And sure. I thought, you know what, that's perfect too. It was perfect. It's just people tweeting and arguing and yelling at each other about calls or no calls. What a weekend, man. Beautiful weather. The game was awesome. Can't ask for anything more. It's a great game. It was a great game. We'll have to play tomorrow. Uh, are we being visited by aliens? Yeah, we didn't get to UFOs today. I need to get to UFOs tomorrow. What the hell happened in the state of Ohio with a train? Yeah, it's weird stuff going on out there. And what are you watching now? Now that the uh, the football season's done, and some of you aren't basketball fans, what are you watching? Also, Scotty Scheffler, the greatest athlete, who's the most boring. <laughs> He's an assassin, but he doesn't show it at all. No. Uh, what'd you think of the third down holding call? Sixty-one percent of you say bad call. Thirty-eight percent say right call. And over under four Super Bowls for Mahomes when it's all said and done. Seventy-five percent of you early on say under. Four and a half. There you go. Good little show. If you missed it, it was basically a Super Bowl recap with a little GP2 bizarre story mixed in there as well. You can go catch it at 1080thefan.com at Dirt and Sprague and at 1080thefan. The new text line to reach the fan is up on our Twitter page at Dirt and Sprague. You can go catch it there. We will talk to you tomorrow with probably some Super Bowl leftovers, more on the Blazers, Lamar Jackson, and all the other things going on in the sports world. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. This is 1080 the Fan.